0: Oh, Oscar is back. Mm -hmm. I apologize for being off for a little bit. I was dealing with some personal family issues, but we are back and we are rocking and rolling as the heterosexuals like to say. They do say that. They do say that. They do say that. I'm very excited today Mm -hmm. to have a guest on my podcast who I met at a comedy show Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then started producing his own comedy show Mm -hmm. and then was like, Blew up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you have almost what? 300, 000 followers on TikTok now? Uh, like 515. 515. Okay, my apologies. <laughs> okay. I did not add another <laughs> 150,000 <laughs> followers. <laughs> Compared to the 150 that I have, uh, but men
1: are they loyal? Yeah, are <laughs> they? They are. Oh, yeah, they are loyal.
0: Uh, and so now you have uh, 500 and, uh, over 500,000 mm-hmm. followers yeah. on TikTok. I think most of his views get at least 500,000 views. Yeah, if not more. Please welcome this week's guest on O Oscar Max Zavidal.
1: Yes, hi. Ooh. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. So excited. <laughs> you got the last name right. A lot of people don't get the last name right. I don't know if that was like a concern. I have a very original hard last
0: name, mm-hmm. so I know what mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not easy out here. No, it's not easy for people with very awkward last names. Aiden. Uh, Aiden. Well, my yeah, real last yeah, yeah. name is... So now, real quick, I want to mm-hmm. uh, get into a little bit about your progression from comedy to tiktok mm-hmm. to social media etc yeah. so you started off in stand-up comedy yeah that was my right uh, and so why
1: like why comedy what why did you want to get into that yeah entertainment. Um, i so I, I actually like i always wanted to, to be an entertainer but it was um i when i i, I never like thought i It was always, like, in my heart, but it was never something that I thought was possible. Like, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, like, yeah, like, people are entertainers, but that's not, like, what you do. Like, you're gonna get, like, a regular job, and you'll go do that. And, um, but it was always, like, what I wanted to do. Like, when I was in eighth grade, my mom sent me to a stand-up comedy camp. Um, So it's, like, it was always, like, I loved stand-up comedy so much growing up. Like, and, um, I think, like, I first started, like, really, like, trying to, like, make people laugh when I was in, um... When I was in like middle school, yeah, because um, my dad—I actually grew up. with, My dad was in prison, and my mom was in the hospital in and out of the hospital growing up. So I just like I was there wasn't a lot of attention to be had at home. So I I was like, okay, I'm going to get attention in school. I'm going to make people laugh. That's very interesting. Yeah, and then I just like never stopped wanting to make people laugh. My mom sent me to a stand-up comedy camp, um, and then. I was always, like, really nervous to do it, and then my senior year of college, I was like, okay, like, you want to do this. Like, my friends were all a year older than me, so they had graduated, and I was like, okay, you have all the time in the world now. What did you always say you wanted to do if you had time? It was stand-up comedy, and so I started doing stand-up, and that was kind of, like, what got me into got me into doing it in the first place my god the fact that you've had it figured out since you were a kid is <laughs> yeah a st-
0: i was i was really nervous to do it for a while though but it was always I, it was always in my heart i had to go through so many phases of my life like first coming out as a homosexual yeah, then a one. playing volleyball uh-huh. and being like well i'm no good at that uh-huh. and then i'm not really good at being a homosexual so uh-huh. i was like oh let's just throw in stand-up comedy because uh-huh. i know i like making people yeah. laugh how did
1: you land on that
0: oh god i don't know it's improv and Uh i didn't do good in improv Uh and it's just it was a disaster Uh but the fact that you've had it kind of figured out ever since you were a little kid is Mm. amazing though yeah and so you did the comedy camp did Uh that reassure you that this is what you wanted to do
1: yeah i had so much fun doing it like literally like i was in eighth grade freshman year of high school like i would always keep like a little notebook on me of like my joke ideas um and it was just like it was just never something that I thought like I could actually do. And then, um, I had, I took some mushrooms once and my friend, like (laughs) my, my friend, like spoke about the idea, the idea of autonomy. And, um, it was so funny. And, and that made me realize that like, Oh wait, like all these things in my life that I have, like I was working in investment banking. Yeah. Um, that was like the main thing that was like, I felt like holding me back, but I was like this, that's something that I have in my life because I feel like it should be there. Not because I want it to be there. And I was like, okay, like what do you want to be in your life? And, um, I, I knew what it was, but I didn't know if anyone else saw that in me. You know, like you, you know, you want to do something and you think you are like capable, but like, um, I didn't know if anybody else thought that I was like that funny. And then, um, I, I can- say the same thing every time I want to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else sees this. I, <laughs> I, want to, I want to lose weight, but I don't know if anybody else believes in me. <laughs> like, do they believe in do me? Do they believe, do they, do they think I'm capable? I can do this. I, can, I know I can. I know I can. Um, and I came yeah. back from the, the mushroom trip and my roommate said to me, he was like, uh, my roommate said, I think you're wasting your razzle dazzle in investment banking, and I was like, "Wow, okay." Like he sees it, and I was like, "Okay, so do you know?" To- no, it's um, good. Um, and so I was like, "Okay," like someone else sees it, um, and then I just I texted my friend uh, e- Ethan Mansour who runs Underground Overground. Yeah. Um, well, it was I it was actually his brother at the time I t- that I texted. Um, I was like, "Hey, I really miss stand up. I saw that your brother like put on like a couple shows. Like, yeah. let me know the next time he's doing a mic." And um, he was like, "Oh, like come on this date," um, and he said, "Bring like four minutes." And I showed up and it wasn't a mic. It was like a sold out show. And I had never performed in front of an audience before. And um, I went up and I started doing it. I I performed and they had me back another time. Um, They had me back one more time. And then at that third one, Max Manikoff saw me perform at Underground Overground. It was only my third time performing in front of an audience. And he asked me to come do street talk. And then I did street talk a couple times. And I was like, you know what? This is something I want to do every day.
0: I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the fact that you
0: understand that drive and want and Mm -hmm. need is amazing.
1: No, I'd say, yeah, it's a a need. Like, I I need to be doing this. You need to do it. Uh Now, do you feel
0: like this need still represents the part of you that needs attention?
1: I think so, yeah. Um, Okay. I think it's like a combination of, like, you know, like I love attention. Um, <laughs> I love attention. I I love socializing, which I think like TikTok has lended itself more to so than stand up comedy. Right. Um, and so I think that's kind of why I maybe grad- gravitated a little bit more there. But like, I I love stand up so much. Like that's that's like my ultimate goal is like to be. Stand up into, But I haven't gotten to do As much of it recently But I love it so much
0: So now You've Mm -hmm. done You also produced Your own show Mm Yeah Or co-produced Your own show Mm -hmm. That
1: I did Uh, It was
0: up on uh, I think uh, It was like Fifth Avenue Mm -hmm. Midtown Somewhere around there Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun Yeah Your audience was so much fun. Uh I had a great time. And so now you did that. Mm -hmm. So you've done done Uh stand-up. You've done your version of producing Mm -hmm. comedy. And now you've kind of transitioned into TikTok. And you've noticed that you've really hit it off. And your videos Mm -hmm. are great. And you're really like just you're killing the TikTok game. Thank you. Is there a part of you that in the back of your mind is like, i miss being on stage
1: yeah definitely and so i try and do it when i can like mics are harder to hit but i still get asked to do like shows and stuff so i'll do it so like i I probably end up doing like four or five shows a month which isn't like an insane amount no Um, but it it definitely like gets me back on stage um and i'm trying to figure out a way to to balance them more i think it's gonna I, i think i'll make a much more concrete return to stand up um when i start doing like tiktok full time yeah yeah and is that so like what's your goal with tiktok because Mm -hmm. a lot of people will use tiktok
0: for Mm -hmm. comedy videos they'll use it for Mm -hmm. cooking videos etc so is the videos that you produce Mm -hmm. what you had in mind when you started doing videos on tiktok
1: not at all no that's actually an interesting question because I, uh, I, I had this like hypothesis when I was right. a senior in college and I started doing standup. I was like, it will be impossible to make it as a comedian. And, you know, I think also as a standup, if you don't have like a strong social media presence. Right. That, like, especially like, you know, people that were like, I, I started in like 20, 19, 20, 20, I was like, that's going to be really important. Right. And, um, and I just kind of sat on that information for a few years. I just uh, it was like it was like a real feeling that I had, but I didn't do anything about it for a Sitting few years. On that information yeah. for about forty-seven <laughs> yeah. years, Sorry. and I'm
0: only thirty-seven. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: so we got another ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um we'll With that, so I knew that was really important. Um, and then I was working my job in investment banking and um, started doing the shows. But I I I'm started making a harder push. My my favorite comedian of all time. He was doing a. Who's that? Uh, Gary Goldman. Mm-hmm. So he was doing a show at like a pretty intimate venue in Gowanus, and um. And my friend messaged my friend called me. She was like, "Hey, I know you love Gary. Like, he's putting on this show. Like, you have to come." And I was like, "I can't because I'm like working. I was like on right. this project. I I didn't go to bed before like three for, like three weeks straight. Right. It was." horrible and i was like i can't and then she was like oh okay but if you want to just let me know and then i was sitting there i was like this was right after the mushroom trip i was like am i gonna not do something that i really want to do for something that i don't even care about right and i was like no not at all um and so i went to the show and um and gary killed it and then after the show my roommate i live with my roommate because like we're both fans of gary like that's how we met right um Or i love that yeah, yeah yeah um and so after the show, we went up... Was and, this, like, a Craigslist ad? Basically. Like, <laughs> looking for a roommate yeah. who also loves Gary. Gary yeah. Well, I, I saw him outside of a couch at a party second semester senior year at USC. And um, I just went up to him and we were talking. And, like, he th- and we, we talked for, like, an hour and a half. And he yeah. thought I was really cool because I liked Gary. Um, and then he moved to New York. We really hadn't spoken much before then. But he was like, hey, do you want to, like, move in with me? I was like, sure. And so we went and we, we met Gary that night. And we... We got along really well, um, and he like he gave us his number and he took us to lunch and really yeah and like I I didn't know like anything about comedy but I knew right. that this was like the coolest thing that had ever happened to me oh yeah and, so I was like and the fact that someone so established is mm-hmm. so nice yes
0: and so willing to like mm-hmm. sit down and have a conversation yeah. with newer comics mm-hmm. says a lot about their character it was
1: it was incredible and it changed the course of my life because after that I was like okay like it's so cool what happens when you are like honest about what you care about. And right. Like you do what you want. Right. Um, um, I do
0: want to do one of your videos.
1: Oh my God. Whenever you want. Yeah. Whenever you want to come. Yeah, like I want literally. to do one of your uh-huh. videos. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right.
0: Congrats on everything. Yes. I really am excited to mm-hmm. see how this... Journey progresses for you yeah. of TikTok and mm-hmm. everything, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into the main topic of my podcast, yes. and that is your first gay experience. Yes. So, you are bisexual, mm-hmm. okay? And a shout mm-hmm. out to all of the bisexual, bisexual listeners yeah. <laughs> that I have, which I think is about one. Uh, hey. Yeah. Hello. So, <laughs> this is for you, yeah. the bisexual uh-huh. listener. Yeah. Um, so, Max,
1: mm-hmm. what was your first gay experience? The first time I was like, "Hmm," um, I was probably like 11 or 12 and I saw John Tucker must die. I was like, oh my God, he's so hot. It's <laughs> like, all right, that's cool. All right. I was, I like, I felt that. Um, and you then, felt that in the, in, in the my loins. loins. Yeah. Yeah. In the loins. Um, and then when I was a, so I, I didn't know any, I knew like one gay person growing up, like, in like not just like in my school, but like in, uh. Like in my greater like life, like there it was my dad's friend and it was not like something that was um like people just didn't talk about it that much where right. I was from. Um and then I went to college and I joined a fraternity and the gayest place in the world. Is it? Yes, not not in the sense of like it's like all these like pent up guys that are like slapping each other's asses. There were just like a lot of gay men in the fraternity. Um but closeted or out? Out. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so from the time I joined the fraternity until senior of college when a lot of my friends graduated, I I didn't have a single uh, straight friend. Like a, sh- a single sh- straight guy friend. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. I, and I got that from my fraternity.
0: Because I kind of feel like fraternities are these bro parties... And that, I mean, they're also kind of like a fetish on <laughs> Pornhub for yeah. gays, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's like, the frat, frat bros, boys, so, yeah, fuck and yeah, yeah. it's uh-huh. like, oh my god, I'm so yeah.
1: drunk, I just want to And
0: then it's like, oh my god, I'll <laughs> do it for you, yeah, yeah, fuck your dad.
1: Yeah, it's like big cock college right? Jocks, yeah, yeah, sucks all, big fraternity cock. bro.
0: <laughs> god, I wish my video camera was working right now. <laughs> uh, this is Murphy's Law. Yeah. But... uh, no, that's so interesting. And mm-hmm. so in that mm-hmm. were you so you kind of realized that mm-hmm. you were more you kind of realized that you were into both. Mm-hmm. Where along those lines were mm-hmm. you aware that it was more bisexual and not gay?
1: Um I just I, I was always like also attracted to women. Like I my, my type is just like I love like muscle. So if that comes on a woman or a man like either one's good. Interesting. Yeah, that's I'm I'm muscle sexual. Like
0: mus- like, how, like are we talking like built muscle or are we talking like
1: like bodybuilder like shredded? Like really? Yeah, that's my that's that, that's my thing. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. it was actually that was actually that was like my the biggest piece of my sexual awakening was the was like realizing that because like when I came out as bisexual it still felt like there was something that was missing uh-huh. like there was something that I wasn't being like open and like truthful about yeah um yeah because I I don't think it's like I don't think people like no nobody's like ever been like weird about it but I always felt like anytime like growing up when we would see like a really like shredded like woman or something my mom would always be like ugh. And I'm like, oh, damn, because I kind of like that. (laughs) I don't know.
0: I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I've Mm -hmm. gotten to the point where I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, people, uh, you, I will always tell people, Mm -hmm. you have sex with whoever you want. You do Mm -hmm. what you want. You do what makes you happy Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. am I going to judge you for who you sleep with? No. Mm -hmm. Am I going to judge you based on how they look? Possibly. (laughs) Possibly. Because I'm gay. So, you know, that happens but you know uh you know and that's the thing Mm -hmm. it's like i i think it's like well do whatever you want Mm -hmm. makes you happy yeah so now Mm -hmm. can i ask you this Mm -hmm. and you don't have to answer yeah have you been able to live out that fantasy of being with someone built and shredded Mm -hmm.
1: but it was a really it was a it was a really long journey to get there um This is like I really like telling this story Um, because this was like this was like the thing that changed my life and like made me realize like life is so amazing when you are open about who you are. Right. So I remember like I was August of 2019. Okay. Right. And I was at my friend's house in Palm Springs and we all took 10 milligram edibles. Not even that strong. But like I just like realized that like that was something that I had like been holding myself back on Mm -hmm. and when i realized that i was like oh my god that's me it's like that's always been me that's so cool that that's me Mm -hmm. but it's so sad that i'm so ashamed of it Mm. and and that made me sad and so i was like really sad about that and like literally the next day my friend asked me we're in the pool he was like tell me a secret that you've never told anyone and i was like okay uh can't think of anything (laughs) like sorry i I don't even know what i would talk about (laughs) and so i just like kept that down i like i like tried to like Suppress push it Push it down yeah For uh, like a couple weeks And then I was like No this is you You have to like Be honest about this But like I didn't even know Who to talk to Because all my friends Had graduated They weren't right. there And so it just It made me really sad That I couldn't be Who I knew I was Like and who I had always been Like once I realized That that was me I, right. I like started looking back And I was like Oh this has always been you Right And so I got really sad And then I didn't talk, talk To anybody about it And then in October of 2019 So a few months later My best friend from high school Came out to visit me He's a genius. He's like the most peaceful, calming presence in the world. And um, we were hanging out and uh, he is a he's a weed, he he's he's a farmer. He's he's lived on weed farms. He like right. has lived on actual farms. Um, he went to Princeton. He's a genius. And um, we we got like this. We went to a dispensary because he, he had never been to like a legal dispensary. Right. And um, we we stopped in and we got some weed. And the guy was like, all right, be careful with this because like it's going to hit you on the back end and then we go to a friend's house and we smoke it and i start to feel really sad again because i'm starting to think about it again right and i'm like oh man i don't feel good and i'm like wait doesn't and i talk. i turned my friend I'm like wait doesn't isn't this supposed to like hit on the back end he's like yeah the back end we're not there yet and i'm like oh fuck we haven't even gotten to the back end it's like shirt because i was really sad and um he could tell that i was sad so we left and we went for a drive and we're driving down the pacific coast highway and oh, I love that! Love the Pacific Coast Highway. We were on our way to my favorite restaurant in the world. It's called Cholada. It's Thai food. It's- I love you, Max. Thank you. I love you too. I love you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> yeah. I love you. I love you too. Keep going. Yes. And, I just um, to say that.
1: Thank you. That's really nice. Um, and we're driving, and um, I look in the mirror. Don't ever lose that. I'm gonna try not to. Try not. Don't ever yeah. lose that. Uh, I, okay. I'm, I, as much as I, I, I'm gonna try really hard not to. Yeah. Um, but I look in the mirror, and I see this like Chinese guy with an afro, like in the rear, in the side mirror. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I'm like, oh my god, that's me. I'm looking at me. I like, I don't even recognize myself. Like, I'm the Chinese man with the afro. And I was like, am I disassociating? And I was like, "No, that's not a real word. You just made that up." Like, disassociating's not a thing. But I was like, "But it sounds really familiar." So, I'm going to like let me just Google it to make sure it's not a real thing. Right. And I Google disassociating and I'm like, oh. I like see the definition. I'm like, "That's what's happening right now." I'm like, "I am disassociating." And I turned to my friend, his name's Frank. I'm like, "Frank, I'm I'm disassociating." And he like the coolest guy in the world. He's like uh, he's like, "Well, Max, like is there anything that you need some catharsis from?" And I was like, "Okay." Nope. (laughs) I'm good. Like, I'm chilling. Don't worry about me. And he's like, all right, cool. And then I green out. And when I come to, I am at the restaurant, Cholada. It overlooks the water in Malibu. It's like this really cheap Thai place. But it's just like, it's immaculate. And I don't have any food in front of me. But Frank's like going in on this thing of Pad Thai. And I'm like, wait, did you just order without me? And he was like, you said you didn't want anything. I was like, yeah, but I wasn't with it. (laughs) I was like, I love this place. (laughs) And, um, and I was sitting there and I was like, okay, like you have to tell Frank, like if you don't tell Frank, who will you tell? Right. And so I was like, Frank, I need to tell you something. And he was like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, remember when you said, do you need cathars- catharsis right. or something? And he said no. And he was like, yeah, like what's up? And I was like, well, I love women with muscles. And he was like, like how muscular. And I didn't answer him with words, but with a sound. huh. It was like, he was like how muscular. And I went, And he went Gotcha It's like I know He was like Don't say no more Say no more buddy (laughs) And um And then we talked about it And um The next day we went for a hike We talked about it a little bit more Felt a little bit more comfortable with it And Mm -hmm. then Frank went to school in New Jersey So he left And again I was alone Right Um And I got sad again But I started like I was making these little steps Like I would like Swipe if I saw someone on Tinder That I thought was really hot That was like Uh really You know like a gym girl or something Right And um And, like, then I, like, matched with someone, and then, like, I matched with a different person, and we, like, talked a little bit, and I was making, like, these little steps, and the little steps gave me hope that, like, I would get there. Mm -hmm. And then um, I went home for winter break, and I talked to my friend Nick about it, and Nick was so cool about it, and um, just, like, made me feel really supported. Yeah. And um, then I went back to school, like, and I was, like, excited to kind of just, like, keep moving. Right. Um, Because that's what, like, kept me going was the thought that, like, one day I would get there. Right. And... Then COVID hit. And yeah. I had to move home and I, I there was no dating. There was nothing. Right. Um But while I was home, I went on a hike with my best friend from growing up and we accidentally took 50 milligrams. Um Guy or like, girl, can I ask? Guy. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And um we were hiking and I talked we talked about it and I felt a little bit more comfortable. And then I the the final like one of the final steps was like I sat down with my like friend my best friend from one of my other best friends from middle school um and he's like a really conservative guy um like went to uh, tuscaloosa right college um like moved to tuscaloosa because he like did not want to be up, up north um and i was like okay like this is like my big thing we we smoked a little bit weed has been very helpful in processing right me <laughs> uh, it helps a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, it, it's it's been really uh helpful in that way and i told him and i was like hey like i like really muscular girls and i was and he was like okay. It's <laughs> like, and so I was like, Oh cool. Maybe it's not weird." he was like, he's like, dude, I'm like a five, five man who only dates women that are over six feet. Like you're, you you want to tell me like about like, w- like weird dating habits. He's like, dude, it's fine. Like literally nobody cares. And, um, and that made me feel really comfortable. So then, um, a few more months at home because of COVID. And then I moved into my first New York apartment and, um, I started dating and I was like, I was really excited. I was like very eager. I felt comfortable in myself. now. I was trying right. to go explore that with other people. And, um, I, I started dating people and I was like, I was dating like a lot of like D1 athletes. Um, and they were all like in like really good shape, but like none of them were like shredded. And then I matched with this one girl who was a D1 diver at like a big 10 school. Um, so she was like, she was like jacked and we went on a date and on the date she asked me point blank. Maybe like an hour, and we were on our second drink. She was like, What's your type? And I was like, It's you. And she was like, Oh, I knew you were going to say that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, No, I mean that. And she was, And I was like, What's your type? And she was like, It's you. And then she got up and she went to the bathroom. And by the time she got back, I had paid the bill. And I was like, Let's get out of here. Like, let's go now. (laughs) And so we went back to her place and we were hooking up. And um, it felt so good to just like, be me and just like to be myself right and um as i was getting close to the climax i was like like you just have to be so yourself in this moment you can't be anything other than yourself you don't know when you'll be back here you have to like live for the moment and so like as i'm about to finish i screamed flex and she hit me with a tricep flex and i grabbed on and i busted everywhere (laughs) And that that yeah. is a fabulous story. I, I, yeah, it, it was it was a long. It took a long time to to live it out, but um, I bet it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, now I'm just like much more open in my dating preferences. Like, um, like guys are not like guys are. I feel like it's just not. A, it, it was never as weird for like to to like hook up with a guy or like go on a date with a guy that was like you know really built. Right. Whereas like, I felt like even though it didn't, it doesn't really exist from people. Like I always felt like people would think it was weird and which is like shitty of me. But, um, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, so you mm -hmm. had that fabulous
0: experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. And now, so have you felt more kind of like accepted internally? Yeah. A hundred percent. That you now can be the best version of you.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Because I remember I was so nervous. I was like, I was like, when I was first going through this, I was like, oh, maybe I should do CrossFit. That's a good way to, like, meet people like that. And I was like, yeah. you don't like CrossFit. You don't want to do CrossFit. And You shouldn't, like, not be yourself right. just to get a different thing that you want. Like, right. you just have to be yourself. And the way my friend explained it, the way Frank explained it to me when I was, like, feeling really bad about it, he was like, listen, like, you're worried because you think sexuality is a spectrum. Not just in terms of, like, boy-girl, but, like, right. in terms of, like, physical appearances. And he, he was like, you, "You, what you're worried about is that people over here... Only date people that are over here, right? If it's like a line and a line, like people over here only date right. people that are over here. But if you're over here and you like someone that's over here, you better believe that there's someone over here that likes someone over here, mm-hmm. and you just gotta go find them. Yep. Um. And that's very true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very true. It took, a, it took a while, but um,
0: I, I love that. All you. right, we're gonna move on yes. to the next segment. Mm-hmm. We got two segments mm-hmm. left. The next segment is mm-hmm. a disappointing story. Yes. So now. Obviously, you, Mm. you know, you're uh, a bisexual man in Mm -hmm. New York City. Yes, Yes. I will ask, are you, uh, are you, do you enjoy the occasional random sex or are you kind of like limited or is there an instance Mm. where you had a really odd, peculiar, embarrassing Mm -hmm. hookup story?
1: Yeah, I I, I don't like really hook up with people if I just like go out. I I don't usually like meet strangers, but I do, especially when I wasn't doing comedy, I would... I would go on like a good amount of dates. Um and I actually went on one uh a couple weeks ago and um I hope she doesn't mind if I say this, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> um,
0: most of our listeners are in Nigeria yeah. Yeah. and uh, St. Kitts <laughs> okay, Saint. and uh, yeah. Sweden. So you're We're good. You're good. Um I haven't hit the New York market yeah, yet. In due sitting time. in New York City. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um but she was she was giving me a Blow job, and she was like, "Is your penis bleeding?" I was like, "No," and she was like, "Oh my god, I had knocked like stitches in her mouth loose. She had just gotten oral surgery a couple week, a couple like days prior, knocked the stitches in her mouth loose, and uh, and and then she just like gargled some water and went back to work. And then um, like when I had first moved out of my apartment, there was a girl that I was hooking up with, um, and I like scratch. We, I was like, I was like scratching her back. I was like, oh god, she's like really sweaty. Like that's interesting. And then like I was like, that's a lot of sweat. That's a lot of sweat. And then I like turned her over and I realized that I had clipped a mole on her back, and <laughs> there was so much blood. Oh my god. Um, yeah. All oh. like the. Yeah. And then when I was in. Um, High school, when I first tried to lose my virginity, um, I I had no knowledge of like the female body, and the person that I was with like really didn't understand her own Same body. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> Same here, and still going strong, yeah. Max. Doesn't seem like something you want to change. No, I'm good. Either. Yeah, you're good. I'm good. Um, but I didn't. I didn't know like that if you wanted to like enter a woman with your penis that you had to like get her excited. Okay, and this so is very awkward. Yeah. But keep going. And so I went to like go inside of her but it like wouldn't go in because she wasn't stimulated at all so you couldn't like get it in and so I couldn't fit my penis in and so I I was like oh my god like I I, I I, realized what was happening my penis was too big and I said that to her and she was like I think that's it and then we like left and we told everyone what had happened was that our penises were too big or my penis was too big <laughs> our penises were too big um, and she and and then the last two weeks of school, everyone called me Donkey Dong. Is it true? It's large, but um it, it would have fit. It it oh. would have fit had I stimulated her.
0: I feel like I'm watching a Hallmark movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was a that was an So then experience. real quick question for yeah. you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Have you have you been
1: have you hooked up with guys? Yeah, I, I've, like, made out. I've never had, like, anal sex. Um, but, like, that's that's on the agenda. Um, okay. Yeah, but, like, you know. Giving like, or taking? Uh, Either. either. Okay. Yeah. Um, but have, I, fun. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have, have fun. Yeah. Have fun with it the first time. Have yeah. fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Enjoy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very much, mm-hmm. like, you got to want to do it. Yeah. Well, you well, there just got to um, want to do it.
1: There was this, Uh, I've, like, had, like, FaceTime sex with, like, Trans women who are like pre-op, and I think, like if they were in town, I think that's something we would, right? We would get on. Um, But yeah, I think that's something that I think will will be, uh, like it's something I want to do. I I just like I think I'm a little nervous. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's fabulous.
0: Mm -hmm. Um. All right, we are gonna do the last segment, which is, the wheel, the wheel. Mm -hmm. And I'm so upset that the camera isn't working. I'm going straight to B&H video after this. Fuck this shit. The GayDHD Wheel of Q&A. So Uh give her I I don't know why I'm actually holding this and pretending like (laughs) there's a camera fucking on it. But (laughs) give it a spin and then you'll answer a question. Okay. Max, spin it harder.
1: That's a satisfying sound. That's a good sound. It is a satisfying sound.
0: All right. Number 13. Okay. If you were to have an autobiography written about you, Uh what would you want it called? The Bare Minimum. Oh, I love that. (laughs) i love that title do you want to know why,
1: why? i love that title
0: because i relate to yeah. it so much i would probably be like oh my god this uh, book is yeah. for me
1: uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. that's my nickname in my the bare name. minimum yeah they call me max the bare minimum zavado oh my god i love that yeah. and it's because um i i do things really well but i do it by doing the least amount of work possible
0: Work smarter, not harder. That's what I always say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah. All right. Give her a spin again. Okay. Love that. <laughs> it's Love a good that. sound, yeah. right? All right. Eight. Number eight. Mm-hmm. If you could lose your virginity to any celebrity, oh
1: yeah, uh-huh. who would it be? It's going to be... Well, how do we define celebrity? Well, it can be anyone...
0: That Did is, you, let's say anybody that is very well known. Yeah. Either either sports, uh-huh. TV, yeah. film, you know, anything
1: else. Yeah.
0: Okay. Politician. This is a very good question. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie, but what's his name? The senator from Georgia is very hot. Matt Gates? No, no. that's Florida. <laughs> and he's a Republican. <gasps> I know, I was like, oh. I'm talking about Georgia. The, <laughs> there, there's two There's Senator Ken, Warnock And then there's another one Who got elected I forgot his name
1: that's He's so, funny, so hot I was, I was like Because you said it almost As like an apology And I was like But you mean in the sense of like You said that to be like That's who I would But probably yeah Yeah but but that's not like a Yeah Well um, okay Because um, the real answer That I would give you is like Definitely someone that does CrossFit But that's not Like a very Oh no I want yeah. a celebrity Yeah we want a celebrity Tom Hardy um, I'm trying to think Um Oh, Serena Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah. She could. She. I. She could protect me. She could. Put, <laughs> she could. She could take care of me. Alexis Ohanian is the founder of Reddit, and they're married. Hats off, my brother. Tip of the cap. Tip of the cap. Tip of the cap to the cap to, to, him. to uh, Alexis Ohanian. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's the founder of Reddit. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: So, a lot lot going on in their children. a lot going, like, for their children. Jesus Christ. Like, founder of Reddit and Serena Williams are the parents. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, All right. And give her one more spin. Okay. One more. One more spin. Here we go. One more spin. Going with this hand now. What do we got? Number seven. Okay. Okay. That's a good question. So, all right. Number seven. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, the question is... If you could change one thing about the world knowing that it could not be undone, what would you change?
1: That's such a good question. If I could change one thing about the world... And it couldn't be undone. That's a very important stipulation, right? Um. I would bring back plastic straws for good. <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares? God, I wish I had this on camera. <laughs> who cares about the turtles? Like, uh, I mean, like, really? Like, are we really saving that many turtles? It's like it's a poster. It's it's a it's like it's a it's a scapegoat. It's a scapegoat. And my drinks are so much worse because the paper straws I knew I loved
0: you for a reason Max yeah. I knew I loved you for a reason Uh contrary to popular belief bring back plastic straws yeah. uh-huh. and then just use paper cups
1: Yeah that's fine because uh, like I'm okay with a paper through. cup
0: I'm okay with it pa- because by the time the cup is soggy and gross I have probably had the entire drink Yeah it's yeah. it's a travesty It's a travesty yeah. Max where can people find you give us your uh, yeah. give us your plugs
1: Um you can find me at former teen heartthrob on yeah. all socials. So that's former teen because I was a teen and then a heartthrob uh-huh. because I was a heartthrob when I was a teenager. Yeah. And former teen heartthrob. Still is, are. Yeah. Just not a teenager anymore. Right. Yeah. Not a, no longer a teenager. Right. So that's uh, that's where you can find me on TikTok, on Instagram, uh, YouTube shorts. Got it. YouTube generally. Um, and then also uh, I do a show called Hot Shot on Snapchat if you want to watch. I go to tailgates and I interview people. Um, and then I do, uh, hopefully let's argue comes back. so keep an eye out for that. And then um, pillow talk uh, is another show that I'm working on. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Everyone, please go follow Max. He
0: is just absolutely fabulous on all platforms <laughs> in person on stage. So happy to have you today. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I will see you all in two weeks, I promise. I know, I apologize. I know you hate me. All right, I love you all. Goodbye. have a wonderful weekend.